Now to pull on the headphones and see how it sounds. Oh, that's great. Welcome to the December 31st, 2021 edition of the Adventures in Odyssey Scoopcast, your source for the latest in Adventures in Odyssey reviews, always in podcast form, for those who don't have time to read. I'm your host, Ryan Matlock. And I'm your host, Michael LaFaver. So let's get started. Hey, Michael, how's it going? It's going fantastic. You're probably wondering why I'm here. It's been a little while since we've had two co-hosts on an intro of a Scoopcast, you know? Yeah, get out of here. No, okay, okay bye. <laughs> No, no, I'm okay, kidding. I'm What's up? Yeah, okay, so basically what's going on here is that I've been working behind the scenes to bring a little bit of change to the Scoopcast, so stick around to the end and we'll talk about that. But in the meantime, what are we doing today, Ryan? Well, we're going to review the next episode in Album 71, episode 923. Please adjust your frequency. It's going to be quite a treat, actually. Sounds fantastic. Timmy, take it away. All right, so the next episode is number 923, Please Adjust Your Frequency, written by Abigail Geiger. Uh, sound design is by Jonathan Crow. Music by Tyler Michael Smith. <laughs> Directed by Marshall Younger and Abigail Geiger. Yeah, those people. Her first yeah. her first episode directing. Hey. Oh, this is this is significant. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes, nice. Yes. Okay, okay. And what did you guys think? Oh, so wait, hold on. So Michael, you've been counting which ones Abigail has been doing. So does yeah. that make you a Geiger counter? <laughs> uh bum <laughs> I love this episode. So, so much yes. on so many yes. levels, on so many meta yes. levels, on so many writing levels, humor levels, character levels. This is genius. And I feel, I don't know what the term for it is, but when I say everything is good recently, I have no idea why. I loved the Olivia arc. I love, love, love this episode. What is going on right now? This is fantastic. A revival. <laughs> it's very pleasant to listen to an episode like this mm-hmm. and just have fun, like yeah. continuously. The entire time, I'm having fun. I'm enjoying what's going on. It felt like an old kids' radio. Yes, combined with like the the camaraderie you got from things like the the coolest dog. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like it. And also, just throw Jay into the picture, and everything gets better. Mostly, mostly. Oh, (laughs) oh, wait, wait. I have, I have thoughts. Oh, on Jay. Uh oh. Oh no! Can Jay we get that out of the way like first? My one qualm with this episode, wait, actually. Wait, Jay what? is your one qualm? What part of Jay? Partially, All of Jay? partially. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> kind of want to get this out of the way first, though. Should we talk oh, positive okay. or talk negative? Sure. Let's talk negative so I can get it out of the way and talk about everything we love about this episode. I feel like Jay's crush on Zoe may be getting a little bit out of hand towards the creepy stalker i mean it always was creepy stalker but yeah when wasn't it (laughs) it's getting to the point where when i hear it it makes me uncomfortable because i recognize that jay and priscilla they started age-wise like around 12 i can only guess they're like 14 or 15 at this point like 20 albums later yeah (laughs) or wait did i say priscilla i meant zoe zoe i was like was there a crush back then too okay go ahead (laughs) so Zoe has made it very clear on several occasions she's not interested. She has told him, I don't 
want you to treat me this way. I don't want you to make advances like this and say things like this because here's the boundary. We're not what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. And he keeps saying things like acting like he has not heard her, like he doesn't care. And it feels like I question the wisdom of making his inappropriate advances and disregard for boundaries a semi-constant facet of Odyssey that doesn't get checked by any adults. Okay. Uh, we're back to a previous conversation. <laughs> oh, please, no. <laughs> Did we talk so, about this before? No, this is right now. previous unnamed conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, I'll just name it. Jay isn't serious. He's doing it because he wants attention from from Zoe and because he doesn't really know how else to act. I don't think that it's he's obliviously ignoring it. I think he's ignoring it because he thinks it's funny. And I think Zoe, if Zoe really didn't want it, then she would reckon because Jay is really just a meanie. He's not he doesn't have a lot of weight behind the things that he says. So I think if Zoe were to actually want him to stop, she would step in. And it's unfortunate that, like, I I see where you're drawing it as, oh, if this were a real-world scenario, no means no. But since this is Zoe and Jay, I don't think she actually wants him to stop. I think she she's a little annoyed sometimes by it. But overall, I think she's just like, okay, here's he's this he's this pesky pesky kid, and I'll I'll just put up with him because. You know, he's kind of a friend, as we saw in Teacher is Man. That, is that an appropriate standard to set for kids, though? Because no. it seems like there are no. plenty of times that she says no very clearly. True. And I feel like saying that, I guess, one, that it's like, for. Let, I'll focus on Jay. I get that the reason he doesn't isn't because he's just oblivious. Like, he knows that she has said no, and he doesn't keep, he basically, he keeps doing it for attention. And I get that. I don't mind. I don't care what the motive is. What I more care is that he's doing doing it. it. Yeah. Okay. And that she's telling him no. I don't think that's a good standard. Um, And I also don't think that we're supposed to look to her for that standard. I think we're supposed to look to 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 Zoe to know like if if this person's doing this, what do you do? Because he's hmm, because I I don't think the core of the episodes, the morals of the episodes are this is what you do in this kind of a scenario. Eventually, we may have an episode that that talks about that um and that i think deals with that question but so far we we haven't so that's why i'm not like i'm not going to come down on the episode and say the episode's condoning this if that makes sense yeah my take is kind of like jay smouse rolls eyes like who takes him seriously um Mm -hmm. he does the dumbest things but by now we've established that he's dumb people (laughs) without a background knowledge (laughs) no wouldn't know would be like why is this creeper guy not respecting her but everyone else is like, okay, it's just Jay Smiles. He's crazy. So, like, do I think it's a good standard to set? No, I, I think Odyssey is pretty clear, though, that this Jay is not the model child in any circumstance. And so I, I'm okay with it, but I do think he should he should somehow get his, what? how do you say it? Get his comeuppance? Come up, get his comeuppance. Yeah, I would love to see an episode where this all fell flat for him. Yeah, Marshall, please. Hey, Marshall, come in, save us. <laughs> no, I think <laughs> um, it's likely, actually, but keep going. The thing that I'm concerned with is that I think that already there in TV, just in general, there aren't a lot of good examples for kids about what proper boundi- boundaries are. And, and that mm-hmm. goes outside of like creepy people uh, trying sure. to um, shove their crush on you or whatever. Like it comes, right. it comes in all different packages and say, uh, shapes and sizes. Um, 
And I feel like Odyssey in the past has always been a decent example of what appropriate boundaries are. Like, especially you go back to old Odyssey, Mr. Whitaker sharing with the employees, here is how you don't treat other people. Like, Eugene and Connie get to the point that they're even suspecting that someone has stolen stuff from the cash register and they're starting to put into effect different plans. He gets (laughs) really upset. Like, don't you don't treat customers like that you don't even think about treating customers like that and to have jay saying these things sort semi-consistently and the response is nothing from parents and from priscilla it ranges from i'm gonna come i'm gonna just ignore (laughs) why do i keep saying priscilla from zoe um it's just it, it ranges from i'm gonna completely ignore you to i'm gonna have a deep problem with this and tell you to stop outright and you're not going to, it seems like something that if I were a kid, I am going to listen to this and I'm going to think, oh, that's just Jay. Just ignore him. But that's not what you should do in a real life scenario. You really need to probably talk to somebody about it because that's not appropriate. And enabling it leads to further problems down the road. Mm-hmm. Okay. I so agree. that's So that's fair. So on the one hand these jokes are really really funny on the other hand do you think we should just cancel the jokes uh well so it's not about canceling the jokes i i like <laughs> i think that there's a way to make jay like jay is hilarious all by himself yeah and i think that he makes plenty of good jokes without uh the focus on priscilla or, on zoe i said it i didn't uh, say uh, priscilla this time <laughs> on zoe 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 um I think that he, like the one of the jokes that made me laugh the most in this episode didn't have anything to do with Zoe. It was the it was technically not Jay's uh, saying it, but Jay wrote it. It was in his story that he had <laughs> them act out. It's <laughs> it's when he says the I knew something was wrong with this place. The guard tower, the moat, the Bible salesman being flung from the front porch by a catapult. <laughs> It was uh, Buddy saying it, but I thought it was it was just like, yep, yep, Jay wrote that. That's hilarious. No, it's great. Yep. My my point is that his line, the the part where I laughed the most was when Buddy and what what's his no actually sorry Max Incognito and DM so walk into the jewelry shop and Jay goes gents and. Ooh, unexpectedly attractive ladies. I'm like, what? how does he just made that joke? And they wouldn't have been able to make that joke if it hadn't been for Jay's weird crush. So I'm like, on the one hand, it, it is innocent. On the other hand, there are situations in which it is innocent. And this is where I'm like, okay, this is where parents after the episode are like, yeah, but if Jay's do, if there's somebody like that in your life doing that, don't let them do that. But this is Jay. You Maybe, trust Jay. Yeah. 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 Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. I never yeah. listened to Odyssey with my parents, even when I was told to by Dave Arnold. So <laughs> So what you're saying is that this episode should have had a parental warning. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh, man. Well, we could talk about this all night. Because but I wouldn't have listened to it. Yeah. How about, how, about the re- how about everything else? So, uh, again, yeah. with, with my tier lists, Jay, Zoe aside, I, I, I don't I need to formulate a theory behind or thesis behind this. Maybe we'll talk about this another time, Ryan. But uh, apart from that, or maybe even including that, this might be one of my favorite humorous episodes of all time. Just because the Agreed. the jokes oh, are man, yes. so, so good. Uh, and this review is just going to be three things. One, just the overall plot. Two, the jokes. Three, the writing jokes. So how about we start with the jokes <laughs> itself? Yeah. We got <laughs> the running joke of Smouse Miracle Water, which is fantastic. It might taste like tap water. It might smell like tap water. It might be 
Tap water. <laughs> yeah. and, then, yes. and then Buddy is so passive-aggressive at the beginning. He says, I'm a PI. That's a private investigator for those of you who haven't taken basic acronyms 101. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, yes. Stuart Allen is doing a fantastic job coming back as Buddy. As of this recording, yes. I still haven't heard Revenge of Bigfoot yet, and it's very sad. Uh, huh. But I, I hear that what? it's... Yeah. <laughs> it's sad, but I, I hear it's really good. So <laughs> Hasn't that one been out for like a year or two? Let's not talk about mm-hmm. that. So I guess one more that will stop <laughs> is when Buddy and Zoe are going back and forth about the ramen noodles, and then Jay just gets off track and just starts thinking about ramen noodles. <laughs> and Zoe calls yes. him out on it. He's like, sorry, think about ramen noodles. Uh, my tum-tum was going... <laughs> and, and I don't know why, but what's it? Whit Hertford's acting or his delivery on that one, the the rolling of the R, it was just so random and so perfect. Mm, <laughs> I love it. It was yes. great. Yeah. So I'm totally a fan now of Whit Hertford's jukebox of voices. Yes. Like, oh, yes, yeah. we need more I, of that. I, yeah. I don't think we've ever, like, he's played a couple things in, like, a BTV episode and stuff like that before. But this was like genius acting from him. I was I, I love hearing the actors showcase their talents. I think I've said that before, yeah. but I was like, yes, we're finally getting Jay uh, Hertford stuff. One of my favorite thing running things with oh, you said we're talking about running jokes, writing jokes. Never mind. So is that Jay Smouse keeps referring to his cousin the whole time, and we never yes. hear him, but he's always present. I forget the guy's name, Vincent. But. Vincent, yes, because I get him, kept getting mixed up with Vince and Vance no. and all that. <laughs> Please, no. Vincent. Now, yeah, right, are, they, right? are they in kids' radio for this episode? I, it's not stated. I think it's like they're recording something, but they could be using the kids' radio studio. That would make sense. <laughs> what, what, what if they're just in the shack was... from Novacom on Forest Mountain? <laughs> <laughs> I've been imagining this whole time that they're like in kids radio or something and yeah. they're using it to record, not to broadcast, and that Vinny's on the other side of the glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that's kind of how Parts I see it. Parts one, two, it. and three. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan gets it, see? <laughs> no, it, and what's cool, it about, what's, what's cool about that is that there are, that leaves it with only three characters really in this episode because Vincent Which is all kind, of, kind yes. of is a character. But, and yeah, this is this ties so many other episodes all, going all the way back to family portraits for fewest number of characters. It's so cool. Yes, I am a fan. Like any writer who can get an episode that's so quality and wonderful and great with only three actors and three characters really is a genius. I don't know. I think small ensemble is the way to go from now on, but maybe that's just me. I bet you this is one of the few episodes that the only three characters are kids. Yeah. So the part where I I realized, oh, this is really, actually really, really great writing was the line you were mentioning earlier about the the Bible salesman, uh, and this ties into how how you use so how you use humor to still tell a story that has good conflict but still is meaningful humor. So and the way this is is that we are about to see this new ending by Jay. We don't know what it's about, and we're kind of on edge about it. But then we go into it. But he's got his narration. He mentions. At the beginning of the scene, uh, as soon as we got there, my gut told me that we shouldn't have been there and stuff. There were a couple lines, and there was a line about the Bible salesman, which is a, is, right. ho- is hilarious on its own. <laughs> and then Buddy says, I should have stuck with my gut. What that does is that cements us back. We're like, okay, okay, we're still in the same phrase here. We're talking about the same idea, and now we're ready to move on to the dialogue. It's a genius opening narration because of that, because it stays grounded, and the jokes actually have a meaning. And this is right. all throughout this episode. A joke is immediately followed up either by a quick line from another character like Zoe yelling at Jay to be quiet. He's like, quiet. And then then they move on or it plays into the tension or it adds something. 
I laughed at every single joke in this episode, and that's yes. that's rare for me. I I think yeah. I think Abigail Geiger nailed it, especially with that little bit of having the jokes flow from each other and having them fit. Right. Absolutely. I think this is like definitely one of my favorite episodes. Definitely, if anyone wants to know what Odyssey is. This is a go-to episode to say, hey, this is Adventures in Odyssey. Yeah. What do you think? The, the cool thing that I do like about Jay in this episode is it actually fixes what I generally do have a problem with as far as Jay's humor. And that's that he, he just makes random. a lot of jokes. It's random. It's meant to be random. It's as if Jay wants attention. And so he just says the first thing that comes to his head, regardless. <laughs> like, like He's like, oh, yeah, one day I was... Uh, like one time I had to juggle with a sombrero on my head. Huh? Forget huh? about it. And yeah, <laughs> and it's like so many okay. times on audio news. It's so fun. <laughs> I have, I yeah. have. Um, and it's like I don't want just random humor that has no purpose except to show that Jay wants attention because that's not funny. But it makes it makes me feel like from the audio cues and like the music going duh that I should <laughs> laugh. Mm-hmm. But. I don't want to laugh, but like here, because you've got Zoe or uh, Buddy saying, shh, like telling Jay to be quiet or telling him to stay on the script. Uh, there, There's one point that Buddy did it in character, didn't he? What, what did he say? He said something like... Or stick with the script. I, I forget what it was. He, I think I think he said stick I with the Zoe script. I think Zoe was telling him. He said stick with the yeah. script to Jay. I remember oh, that, yes. Yeah. Here it is. I'll drop yes. the it. clip in right here. What do you think? I think your charm would romance moon from sky. Stick to the script, tough guy. We've got a schedule to keep. Okay, fine. So yeah. Okay. It's like yeah, right, right there. Yeah, y'all, you all heard that. that. Was that's it. what yeah, I yeah, was. Yeah. That's what I'm referring I know. to. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was a really creative and nice flow, and it made it so that all of those jokes were funny. It was mm-hmm. like even if he's saying something random. It's funny because he's been called out on it. Mm-hmm. Not the episode wants me to think that Jay himself is funny. No, it's the fact that he's saying something stupid and the other characters are upset at it that's a little bit funny. Is this the first um, episode by Abigail Geiger that's included, Jay? I'm not sure. Didn't didn't she write the... Um, no, she wrote the Bigfoot episode. <laughs> oh! <laughs> so it's the first one you've heard. <laughs> I was listening to this episode and it was reminding me of our brainstorming sessions as we write things, yes, but like no, yeah. in all the good ways, like I, like we don't fight or anything. Exactly. Like sometimes, sometimes we like have to f- like talk through it until we see eye to eye, but we don't fight like they did. But yeah, like, yeah. I was enjoying this episode because it's like, yes, this is exactly how the writing process goes. One yeah. person is a, is seeing it from a drama standpoint or something. The other's like, yeah, but you have to make it interesting. <laughs> exactly. And, <laughs> and that's, and that's eventually what I, it all balances out. And that's what I heard the second time through. I have notes here about the writers where Buddy made a few changes because he, quote, wanted it to be perfect. And Zoe's like, eh, it kind of was already. And that feels like, like an interchange you and I would have where you're like, eh, I kind of like right. it. <laughs> like, no, I want to change it. And I was tracking it and seeing like what was wrong with each of the three endings. And I actually like... I really like the final ending because it keeps what Zoe wanted and making D the heroine. And it also keeps what Buddy wanted and making it a detective story. And it just doesn't include what Jay wants because Jay's irrelevant. So that's right. I, I like that. And there's a uh, there's a line that Buddy has when he's doing the super sarcastic during Zoe's ending where he's where they say something that was said in the first scene. He says, whoa, deja vu moment. Didn't we go over the same information in my office? Yes, <laughs> that's good writing to pick up on that. And it's not. It's and, yes. yes. And there's even a line earlier or maybe it's a little it's right after this where zoe's phone dings 
iPhone sound effect. And but he says, <laughs> he's like, shouldn't you turn that off? <laughs> and that's and she says, shouldn't you have told me before you rewrote my script? Oh, <laughs> the wiki says this is about pride. I think it's more about compromising, like making good compromises for the sake of of making things better. Like obviously, there's good and bad compromise, but I think this is like a good example of how to get along with people. She's important. Yeah. I got to the end of the episode and it was like, uh, other than that, I enjoy the dis- like the discussion moral wise. I, th- I do think that like it's it's sort of both. It's pride and compromise. I think they kind of go hand in hand because pride oh, yes. is ultimately being in love with yourself to the point that you don't compromise with people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that this episode does a great job tackling that and also doing so in a way that shows that generally when we're prideful, we are we can be right, but also missing part of the picture at the same time. And ultimately, we do better when we listen to what other people have to say and uh, are willing to swallow that pride. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it did a great job doing that and doing it in a very applicable way, which is throwing it into a scenario where people are trying to work together, which is, <laughs> you know, probably 90% of the time that you'll have to check your pride is when you're trying to work with somebody. Yeah. I feel like yeah. this episode also did a good job of developing Buddy and Zoe because we saw that it didn't have a heart, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it too much, especially if there's been conflict between them. And I like mm-hmm. how this one had Buddy, but didn't feel the need to include any imagination sequences. Again, going back to our so, Bigfoot, I think true. that one did this it as well. True. I don't remember if that one did or not because I haven't heard it. For this one, hmm. I, I... We won't I, spoil it for you. Thank you. I, I like how we're seeing Buddy in this one as more of a grounded character. I really like yeah. Buddy just as a character who's interacting with other people. I've explained in my pa- in the past what I don't like about Buddy in his episodes where <laughs> he's got imaginations and I I'm willing to like concede that maybe I'm being a little bit grumpy in all those episodes. But <laughs> well, he had Garrett on those, well, so, you know. That's true. That's true. But I still when I when I listen to those, I do feel a little bit like, okay, does this character actually spend this much time with their imagination like i get like back in the day lawrence would have every other scene he's imagining something Mm -hmm. but generally it was used as an opportunity to do a parody that was interesting and actually felt like something that someone might be imagining but then they got pulled out of it versus buddy like talking to a character throughout the entire episode and it's like a night and it's messing up the entire episode okay so i guess if you want to give final ratings on this timmy you want to go ahead sure yeah i think this episode was awesome i love the writing i love the acting i think everything was awesome and so i want to give this episode nine out of ten jukebox voices Ooh. i'm gonna hold my own standard here and say since i didn't find anything bad about this and actually thought it was fantastic I don't really feel bad about this. I'm going to give this one 10. 10 crows out of 10. Ultimately, I love this episode. And really, the thing I brought up at the beginning is something that bears discussion, but not as serious towards the rating of this episode, in my opinion. So I'd rate this a 9 out of 10 Miracle Water bottles. Woo! And I think it's only uphill from here, right? Yeah. Or downhill, as the case might be. It is a slippery slope, after all. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this review. If you, oh, oh goodness, someone get these crows sorry, out of here. Sorry, sorry, sorry.
<clears throat> there we go. We're, we're good now. Did you let those in? We don't talk about that. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for joining us. Be sure to join us again next time as we continue our review series of Album 71 with the beginning of the One of Three saga. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Ah. If you're interested in checking out our website, we've got odysseyscoop.com where you can look at articles, all sorts of fun little tabs at the top if you want to go exploring. There's all sorts of stuff on that website. Yeah, and if you want to find out more about this podcast, you can go to odysseyscoopcast.com. Jacob's cooked up a really great site on there. You can view all the previous podcast episodes and stuff about the co-hosts and stuff like that. It's really great. Or if you're tired of our voices, you can go and read people's <laughs> thoughts on Adventures in Odyssey over at the Odyssey Scoop forum. You've got all sorts of stuff there. It's odysseyscoop.com slash forum. The SoShop message board's there. Everyone just gets together. They talk about Odyssey and pretty much everything except that. And if you want to find another place where people talk about Odyssey, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash odysseyscoop. Well, that's it for the Scoopcast this time. I'm hold, your host up, Ma- hold up, hold up, hold what? up, hold up. You said that you were going to talk about something at the end of the episode. Right. Something special. I've been waiting on the edge of my seat this right, whole review. All right, all right, all right. Well, as you know, we're nearing episode 100. Now, my friend from college, Israel Owenby, is a digital music artist, and he is working on remixes for <gasps> the Scoopcast intro and the Scoopcast back loop. So come either edition 90 or maybe edition 100. It depends on when he gets it done. We're going to have new music for the Scoopcast, so stick around. We have had that since, like, 2013. <laughs> exactly. It's going to be fantastic. So stick around. There's some great stuff coming up on the Scoopcast, and we're getting into some of my favorite episodes of Odyssey ever as well to review. And we've got an interview with Marshall Younger coming up. The man, the myth, the legend. The Marshall. I think it's time to get out of here, Ryan. Yeah, I think those crows are coming back for us. <laughs> anyway, I'm Michael LeFavor. And I'm Ryan Matlock. Reminding you to never be without the Odyssey Scoop. Ah, ten Jonathan ah, Crows. Ah, out of ten. Ah, Did you guys like the outtake at the end of the episode? I loved yes. the outtake. Uh, <laughs> I love whenever they just make fun of Jonathan Crow's name. <laughs> <laughs>